Hello, everybody, and thanks for tuning in to the sixth episode of Happy Hour with Three Guys. Stay tuned, and uh, we're going to discuss Dogfish Head's 2018 beer release schedule, beer aging, Christmas shopping, and join us for our special serious topic of the day, marijuana legalization. So belly up to the bar, and here we go. Happy Hour starts now. Hello, everybody. I'm Dylan. And once again, I am William. And this is episode six of Happy Hour with the Three Guys. Thanks for joining us today. Um, I'm ready to talk shop. So how you doing? Uh, I'm I'm grand today. Yes. Still? (laughs) Yeah, I'm pretty good. (laughs) I'm not going to lie. I decided that I was just, uh, instead of a happy hour, I was going to have an entire happy, happy day. first half of the entire day. <laughs> and uh, it's it's been a jolly one. So uh, I'm looking forward to sitting down and drinking again for the next hour. <laughs> uh, going to make it a, a dual day here. <clears throat> um, well, yeah, today, um, as you've already heard, we're going to talk shop and uh, we're going to talk beer and we're going to talk some serious things toward the end of the show, um, like we always do. And Thanks, everybody, for joining us for Episode 6. Um, thanks for, for hanging in there with us through the previous five. And and uh, thanks for remembering us after the Thanksgiving break and uh, making Episode 5 as, as popular as it was. Um, we actually just got done with a, with a homebrew. Um, it's going to be a Christmas present for somebody. So uh, if that particular person has purchased a smartphone, they haven't. Um, don't go listening because you'll figure out what you're getting. And, and every other single person, it's not you. Yeah. So if, if you're listening to this, it's not yours. Yes. Um, yeah, actually, talking about the homebrew, um, somehow I missed my original gravity, my starting gravity, um, by 0.02. And uh, for anybody that knows, that, that means that right now it's sitting um, very much on the... Uh, Potential boozy side. I mashed a little bit warm, which means that um, that it it does not have as many fermentable sugars. But it's probably going to be enough that I'm going to have to dilute this, which is okay because I think I shorted my water anyway, which is where I messed up. Um, so whenever I bottle this, I'll have to add some water to it, and I think uh, make it a true Budweiser since they dilute their beer. Yeah. Don't you know? Not not that that's what he was going for. That's that, not what I was going for. That was for, not the but, goal. Uh, it's going to work out pretty good, I think. Oh, yes. Um, this week, uh, which we run a week behind, so sorry, but uh, this week Dogfish Head announced their uh, their 2018 beer release schedule, and there's some good stuff on there, and there's some not so surprising stuff, and, and I mean, just being Dogfish Head, I was kind of hoping that they would um, kind of stretch and, and, and make it a little bit different this year. Um, the, uh, the year-round beer, as... I'm sure no one is surprised. Uh, 60-minute IPA, 90-minute IPA. Um, they're fairly new IPA, Flesh and Blood, which is is pretty good. Um, they've got a Lupu Luau, which is, Lupulin is the uh, bittering compound in hops. Um, that's an IPA. There's a lot of IPAs going to be year-round, and they also have some other IPAs. Um, Sequench L is going to be year-round, which is a, I believe it is a, Sea salt sour, um, actually sea salt and black limes. Um, it's it's pretty good. Um, got one in there if you want one. By the way, um, it's it's pretty good. Uh, Namaste is is coming back. Oh, Na- yeah, Nam- I remember Namaste. Namaste is <laughs> mind that tank. Um, Namaste is coming back, which was really good. Um, their Indian brown is coming back. Um, Palo Santo Moran, which is delicious. Um, it's coming back. Well, it's actually been here. Indian Brown too, sorry. Um, Burton Baton, which I actually have never had. Uh, Midas Touch, which was one of our first. It's toward the back. It's in cans. Ah, uh, hell. Sorry. Don't mind um, me. I'm rummaging through the beer fridge in the background. Don't mind me. <laughs> Midas Touch, which was one of our first reviews. Uh, back when we were doing uh, picture reviews, um, my and and if you've never had Midas Touch, go get it because it is pretty darn good. Found it. Found it. Crawl out of the fridge now. Mind your knees. Um, it's cold in the back. Bitches Brew is coming back. 
Um, never had bitches brew. Um, <laughs> I've had a couple. And then as far as limited release for next year, Romantic Chemistry IPA, which is pretty good. Um, Dragons we and Young... We drink that one together. Romantic Chemistry? Yes. I think we did. No. I think we did review that. <laughs> I don't think we ever put that one up. But uh, Dragons and Yum Yums, which I've actually never had, but it's a collaboration with the Flaming Lips. Which is ironic because those are the names we used to dance under. Dragon and Dragon Yum Yum. And yum. W- was I Dragon or Yum Yum? Ah, if you don't remember, I won't tell. <laughs> There's a lot of cocaine back in that time. Um, but yeah, Dragons and Yum Yums is available between April and August, and it's a collaboration between uh, Dogfish Head and the Flaming Lips. And um, it's supposed to be a Tart Pale Ale. Hello, Airplanes! <laughs> yeah, just... I don't, I don't know if, that's, if it's uh, able to pick that up on the microphone, but apparently this is fucking Crop Dust Day. <laughs> let's, just, let's wait till the two fat guys down in the studio... Who we've not disturbed all day. Let's just wait for them to turn on the microphone. Let, let's get a couple of planes. You know what? Can we get a dump truck to drive by today? <laughs> not not pick up trash. Just a dump. Hey, can we can we get uh, some noisemakers on the back of the dump truck to drive by after the airplane? <laughs> um, not a, a noise a full, all day. A, a full like eighteen man band is going to come by walking in a minute, rehearsing for. <laughs> A parade Dragging somewhere. a cement mixer. Just um, Dragons and Yum Yums. I'm reading the details about it. It looks pretty darn good. It's a pale ale brewed with dragon fruit, yum berry, passion fruit, pear juice, and black carrot juice. It it sounds pretty good. And um, as always, pumpkin ale, uh, August to November. Um, Liquid Truth Serum, which I have raved about lately. Go, go listen to uh, the previous two episodes. <laughs> Um, and I will st- I will say it's it's still up on my list. Um, oh wow! Okay, I don't even know if that Liquid Truth Serum is so good. It's going to be available from November of this previous month to February 2019. Oh, <laughs> so so, so full twenty eighteen. I'm not going to run out on that one. Um, and then occasionally. 120 minute IPA, Festina Piche, which was another one of our first reviews that we actually didn't like very much, but now that we've kind of evolved, I would like to revisit that one. <clears throat> uh, mixed Media, which is uh, 50% of the fermentables come from grain and 49.9% come from grapes. Huh. It's quite literally the closest to wine a beer can legally be, is what this says. Fruitful Fort. Um, it's an aged Belgian style ale with fresh berry juices, including boysenberry, blackberry, raspberry, and elderberry. Pennsylvania Tuxedo, Syracuse Nera, and um, an IPA holiday pack. So that's that's everything coming next year and a little further um, from Dogfish Head. I, <laughs> I'm still trying to get over that. I- I'm by no means homophobic. I'm a proud ally if ever there was one. But my God, Dragons and Yum Yum sounds like an all-male dance troupe. I mean, you just, I can't get over that. No, Dragon Fruit and and Yum Berries, which I've actually never had a Yum Berry. Anybody listening to us right now, if you can send me some Yum Berries, the actual berry, the actual berry, that would be great. Um, Interesting little tidbit about Dogfish Head I wanted to talk about while we were talking about this. Um, Sam from Dogfish Head, the creator, the, the founder of Dogfish Head, the, he, he used to, he started homebrewing and he actually, um, at his, his very first homebrew that he ever made, um, they, he, he debuted it at a little party he was having at the party was Ricky Lake, Tom Lennon and Michael Ian Black. So, so he was already rubbing some elbows. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so and and Tom and Michael had just started the the stand on MTV at the time with um, two other guys, and those other two guys who nobody remembers were his roommates, which is why Michael and Tom were there. Yeah. So it's a little little well, tidbit well, I thought it, was interesting. It's interesting, but I mean, if you uh, if you think about the time frame that happened, Ricky Lake was uh, was she a pretty had a big talk show deal no, at the time. Then. She yeah. had she had a talk show. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Something else that I thought was kind of cool about Dogfish Head, uh, uh, whenever Sam brewed his first beer, instead of like, I mean, I know I did, and, and when you started your mead, I know you followed recipes and, and didn't stray too much until you got it down, mm. um, and that's how most 
home brewers do until they learn it. Well, no, not Sam. No, of course not. No, no, no. And I know that's pretty shocking, but uh, no. Whenever Sam first started brewing, the very first brew he ever did, he added overripe cherries to a English pale ale. So Sam has always been the same. That's kind of always been kind of eclectic. Piss at the wind, yeah. yeah. Which, uh, there's not a lot they make that I'm very just crazy about, but my God, they have my heart at just how wild they're willing to swing. It's, mm-hmm. It is all pass or fail with them. It's no kind of, we'll play it safe. Yeah, I mean, I think that's why I like uh, uh, Sam and, and Dogfish Head so much to begin with. I mean, some of their beers I don't like at all, but I mean, at least it's, I mean, at least they're taking chances and... Unlike some people that make very out there beer, I'm not going to name any breweries that do, but unlike some of those other places, at least you can kind of see what they were going for, and you can tell that they're, at their base, a good beer. There have been some beers that we've had, I'm not going to talk about Rogue or anything, but... um, (laughs) There have been some beers that we've had. It's just like, okay, this was a shit beer to start with, and you've added stuff to try to save it, and it's even worse. Um, but no, I, I always, I always will respect Dogfish Head for that. And um, I mean, even even their common stuff, the uh, sixty and ninety and one hundred twenty minute IPAs, uh, they invented an, an entirely new process for hopping in order to to make it their own and and do something creative with it. So. Um, I just I like that. Yeah, like I said, I, I I enjoy just how when they get an idea of off the map ingredients to do, it's it's all out. Mm-hmm. It's like I said, it's, there's been so many of them I have not liked, but I can't help but appreciate they're like, well, you you did it. So and um, something else that they do is 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 tell you, hey, this this beer is ageable. You you can have this and you can cellar it. And then in a year, two, three, four, five, ten years, you can drink it and it will still be good, but it will be a completely new experience. Um, now, whether you like aging or not on a beer, um, I mean, that's that's neither here nor there. But, I mean, they, they kind of embrace it. And they'll straight up tell you that, well, you shouldn't be aging this IPA, but this IPA would be a good ager. And that's and talking about that, that's there, there's, there's not too many IPAs you can age. Because the compounds in hop and, and, and bittering that makes an IPA an IPA is really, really hard to carry some, some age on its back. Um, but speaking of beer aging, what do you think about beer aging? I, I knew you were about to segue. It was a damn good segue, yes. though, wasn't it? I'm, try, I'm trying to remember. There was a story not too long ago where um, a guy actually wound up uh, finding a really old pale ale uh, off of a dock, I think Ooh, it was. I can imagine that's delicious. And uh, for, for the life of me, I cannot remember what it was. But uh, yeah, he found it in a bottle, corked, that had apparently been either knocked off of a docked ship or fell off of the dock itself. And uh, <clears throat> he... Uh, brought it to a, brought it to the attention of a local lab. They tested it and found out it was still food safe. And well, I mean that's that's the point of beer in general. Is beer was the the concept of beer uh, was was made for aging. It was made to to endure a long travel and be safe for consumption. Uh, I mean, people were drinking beer. Children were were drinking beer, but whenever the water was not safe to yeah. drink. But no, I mean, as far as beer aging goes, I'm neither here nor... I'm, that's that's possibly the most neutral subject I could ever be a part of as far as beer goes. Um, on, on one hand, I think it, it can give you a completely different experience with the beer, but I kind of, and, and this is probably actually what I think about the whole thing, the... The process of aging completely changes a beer, and you're not sure what you're going to get in 10 years. The same beer from the same six-pack, from the same the same day and the same batch, those two beers could give you two completely separate things. And I'm of the mindset that if a brewer wants me to experience an aged beer, they're going to age it. 
and and then they will release it as an aged bourbon barrel, blah blah blah. So no, I'm I, I'm not I'm not big on aged beer. Um, I know some brewers will embrace it and say, hey, this will sell her well, but I don't know. I'm I'm just not I'm not I'm not I want to drink it like the the person that made it intended it to taste like. That's that's kind of my feeling on that. Actually, um, uh, that's not to say that I don't have. I have some some Belgians put away that <coughs> I would like to drink in in a year or two. And and I mean, Utopias is a good example. I'm still drinking on one from seven years ago. So uh, I mean, I, I I do age a few. So I'm kind of hypocritical about that. But I, I don't I don't age much. I, I'm not I'm not big on the aging thing. I'm I'm really not at <coughs> all. I I go pretty strictly by the best buy date that comes on them. Uh, of course, a, a lot of mine are Pilsners and Kolsch, and those are not ones you want yeah, to leave sitting around for too long. Yeah, those are not typically good agers. Um, I mean, within reason, you can you can put them in a dark place where they can't get sunstruck uh, to turn those hops skunky. Um, but yeah, I mean, a lighter beer is is a lot harder to age. Um, but uh, actually, actually looked it up and I found it. And what it was, it was a uh, diver just uh, off of the banks of Nova Scotia. Found it while he was on a dive and just thought it was an old bottle. When he brought it to the surface, found out that there was still beer in it and the cork had been preserved by the salt water. Mm. And it turned out that the beer was 120 years old. They said that they they drank it. It was uh, incredibly flat and yet mm. still kept some of its bitters, but it was far less bitter than you mm. would expect from a beer today. Whether that was the time itself or uh, just the fact that it wasn't as hoppy as many beers are made now. I don't know, but there you go. It's a 120-year-old bottle of beer off uh, the waters of Nova Scotia. I just hope that was not a pale ale. And I hope if it was in the water, it was deep so it could not get sunstruck. Well, I mean, it it took a diver to find it, so I got to I mean, it had to be down there. And um, Nova Scotia... New Scotland. ...would probably be an ale... Um, lagers are typically uh, German descent. Belgian, not so much. Um, but I mean, yeah, uh, I would say if I had to say, I'd say it's probably an ale. Um, yeah. But yeah. So. Halifax, Nova Scotia. Nova Scotia, another fun fact, getting you ready for Jeopardy. New Scotland. New Scotland. New Scotland. And now you're one step closer to Final Jeopardy. <laughs> I'm just, Can't wait! I'm, I'm coming I'm, for you, Alex. <laughs> that was Alec. Was Alex? Alec Trebek? Trebek? Yeah. No, it's Alex. Huh. What did you drink today? Enough. <laughs> Apparently. Enough. Um, but no, I, I would say it's probably an ale because I mean, like I said, typically the the lagers were of a German descent. Uh, that that region, ah! and, um, and that's that's why those were brought over here for your American loggers, because those American loggers are are I mean the the people that started uh, AB and 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 uh, Miller Coors I mean go you have to go way back to yeah. Adolf but uh, Coors, um, yeah. but whoa, uh, whoa. <laughs> have to go way back to um, the the original heritage of. of uh, a B and cores and whatnot, but the, but that's that's why they that's why American lagers are what they are is because when they came from Germany, that's the the yeast they had for their beer, and and that's that's literally the only reason. And I, I if you get a crisp beer out of it, but um, but yeah, I do know where I got the Trebek thing from. Okay, I, earlier I was watching Alec Baldwin skits. Okay, okay, somewhere in the dilution of my brain, those crossed. Gotcha. Because I know it is Alec Baldwin. <laughs> yes, that is correct. Yes, Alex Baldwin and Alec Trebek. <laughs> All these years. Yes. No, that's uh, somewhere they crisscross. That's why. Yeah. I was watching some fantastic um, Alec Baldwin skits earlier. Uh, just a, a friendly little tidbit. Speaking of uh, big beer, um, over the week I actually found out how many calories were in a can, uh, the big 25-ounce cans of Straw Burrito. Uh, one extra ounce, if you've watched our review of that one. We made yeah. a big deal. One extra ounce. One more for your consuming pleasure of this syrupy swill. But I, I, I'm curious, how, how much fatter did that can make me? 
<laughs> significant. Oh. But I kind of want I want to build this up for, right. for our listeners. All right. To put this in perspective, a Big Mac from McDonald's. Yes. It's got 563 calories. Nice. You could eat two Big Macs and be eating a few more calories than in one of those cans of straw burrito. A can of straw burrito has got 800 calories in it. Wow. I, I'd rather have the Big Mac. I would I would rather have a hemorrhoid. <laughs> straw burrito's awful. Uh, just out of curiosity, I, I wonder what that would uh, translate into Whoppers. Whoppers are considerably more healthy if we're going to talk about healthy yes, fast yes. foods. Uh, They're wh- considerably more healthy than a Big Mac, I would think. A so. Whopper has 677 I was calories. wrong on so many levels. <laughs> I was so wrong. Yes. Got, got to love the Whopper. I, I, I like Whoppers a lot more. I just love the name of them. Whopper? Yes. Uh, you know, somebody at some point in R&D... Listen, you're like, what should we call this? So it's uh, let's call it the the gargantuan. No, that's that sounds makes it sound too much like uh, it's larger than it is. What, let's call it the uh, the artery clogger. No, 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 nobody's going to buy that one. Is a <laughs> come on. This isn't five yes, guys. Yes, we got a uh, let's see. It's, it's a whopping sandwich. What are we going to wait? What what was it? It's a whopping sandwich. It's a whop whopper whopper. Like, nobody's going to buy a damn thing called a whopper. Because if you say it three times, it loses all of its meaning. Try it. Whopper, whopper, whopper? Exactly. I still like them. It didn't lose any meaning with me. Still like a it, it made me hungry. I think it has more meaning for me right now. Uh, we're going to move off of beer now, though. Uh, we're going to move over to uh, one of our off-topic topics. Uh, we're going to talk about Christmas shopping. Christmas is coming up. and um, Oh, hell. I know we're... Uh, we're busy shopping for our significant others and and uh, spending money we don't actually have and, and swiping plastic and um, just put it on a card. It's not real money. I and mean, that's the American dream: being in debt and just scraping by by the skin of your teeth. <laughs> I live paycheck to three days before paycheck. <laughs> uh, I I I, I just... saw a meme completely random. I saw a meme once that said. Um, it was, it was two people talking, and the wife told the man, we should go on a vacation. And then underneath, it was like, my my budget could take me to the backyard. That's, that's <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, yeah. Uh, something like that. Um, so, so how, how much Christmas shopping have you got done? I have uh, all, all, of, all of it. Yeah? You're so much more yeah. ahead of me. Uh, yes. Yeah? Yeah. No. 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 Uh, I'm much more of a the December 23rd shopper. <laughs> just it makes it so much easier. You don't have to like search for things. You just walk in, see what's left, and go. Okay, what are people getting this year? I did that last year, and uh, I, I want to explain to everybody how awful I am to my wife. Um, I did that last year, and on December 22nd, I realized I don't have a good present to give to my wife. So, a couple years before that, I had bought her an antique cabinet and I, I was in my garage looking for what I was going to do to salvage this awful pitiful diddly ass little Christmas and I saw this cabinet and I said god damn it I'm gonna finish that cabinet for her and put it in the kitchen for her to wake up and see Christmas day and I did and it was awful I all I did I kind of I tried to repaint over what was already there so I did a light sand and clean and it was dark, and I was I was getting irritated on Christmas Eve, and I was up till about three in the morning, and uh, and and I, I rolled that bad boy up my garage steps, rolled it into the kitchen, put it all together, slapped a bone, and went to bed. I thought I was the best <laughs> husband ever. Got up the next day, and the sun hit it. Needless to say, that cabinet is back in my garage in more pieces, and I have finally started to sand it correctly. <laughs> And uh, perhaps next Christmas she will get her cabinet. So that's the kind of shopper I usually am. No, uh, this year I've actually trying to make up for how bad last Christmas was. Um, I started early and I've got some pretty good stuff picked out and I already purchased. Got some more stuff to get. But I gotta say, man, shopping early is awesome. I am relaxed. I haven't got anything for anybody else. I don't like nobody else. I gotta keep her happy. I live with her. But... (laughs) 
as far as she goes, man, I'm I'm. But what 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 do the youngins say? Gucci. I'm Gucci. Did I do that right? I want to say yes, but it came out of your mouth, so no. <laughs> no. Uh, <laughs> it yeah, may so. be the proper use of it, but you said it, and I'm not sure anymore. I need to go <laughs> sit down for a minute and think about this. Yeah, no. Um, no, it's going to be a good Christmas for her. I I just, I, I despise shopping so much. If I don't walk in knowing exactly what I'm there to get, I just don't go. And uh, being married for me makes it so much easier because she knows exactly what people are going to get. So I just try to make sure there's funds in the account and mm-hmm. set her loose. And, uh, like, I think I'm the easiest person in the world to shop for. Just give me cash. I say this. Every year I get asked, what do you want? This year I made a point to bring this up in detail because my wife says, well, what do you want? I don't know what you want. What do I get you? I'm literally, literally, this is the correct usage of that word, by the way. I'm the literally the best and easiest person to shop for ever. What do you like? Well, I like beer, I like homebrewing, I like Dallas Cowboys, I like video games, and I like comic books. The thing, though, is that every year I say, give me a new keg. I can always use a new keg. I start fermenting in a keg. I always get you beer stuff. Go to my favorite bottle shop and purchase... Just go to the guy at the counter and say, I want a rare beer, I want a limited edition beer... Get give me a good beer for a beer snob. Well, you always get your beer stuff. Give me an Xbox controller. You always get your video game stuff. Give me a Dallas Cowboys jersey. I always get your football stuff. Jesus, guys. <laughs> it's like, it's I don't, not, I don't know if you that. can hear this, but there's actually somewhere in the distance, now that we're recording this one, there's a... Is that a leaf blower or a weed eater out there? Yes. So, yes, it... Not only are we going to fly planes overhead, but now we're going to do lawn work in December. Christmas shopping. Yeah. Yes. Um, so, yeah, that I'm, I'm so easy to shop for. But it's always my wife that says, well, you always get bad. So, um, and she did that again yesterday. Uh, I'm easy. Just cash. Anytime. What do you want for What do you want for Christmas? Cash. Just cash. If you, see, you have something in mind, <clears throat> give me the cash value. Five bucks. I'm good. Give me five dollars. Get cash from your wife. Nope, nope. But if she was going to give me something, cash, mm-hmm. just cash. Just I, cash. I do that with my family, and they yeah. always say well, that has no meaning. I can buy meaning with cash. <laughs> it's better than gift cards. I hate gift cards. Well, because gift cards are taking money that's good everywhere and making it money that's only good here. Mm-hmm. G- give me, give me cash. Universal gift card. Yeah. Accepted everywhere. Now, I mean, um, I mean, Walmart gift cards, yeah, I don't necessarily want to go spend money at Walmart, but inevitably I know I'm going to anyway, so I get over that. Somebody at McDonald's yesterday bought a, a McDonald's gift card, and I turned to my wife and I said, you know how pissed off I would be <laughs> if somebody gave me a McDonald's gift card? That's that's a way of saying, look, I know you're probably going to eat there anyway. <laughs> <laughs> so... This way you don't have to shamefully hand them the money and look them in the eye. You can lie to yourself and think, oh, I'm only eating here because somebody gave me the gift card. <laughs> so, make yourself feel better. That's, again, just, and you know what? The great, the greatest Christmas present of all, or birthday present, or Thanksgiving present, or Arbor Day gift, the greatest of all, oral. it's never the wrong size it it's never the wrong color nobody is ever like ah well i guess it's just head again (laughs) no greatest gift ever i'm not going to dispute this yes okay if anybody's uncomfortable you're lying to yourself in my house, that would be kind of like Haley's Comet. Yeah, that's, like, hey, here comes Haley's once every 45 years. Time for some head. I, I'm, I'm really hoping that somewhere there's a couple listening to this one. Dudes, don't look at her. Don't make eye contact. <laughs> Leave this one on me. It's just, ladies, I'm right. And uh, fellas, just, just nod. Accept it. Don't make eye contact. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> that is so true. <laughs> well, we just lost the three ladies that actually listened to this. Oh, well. Yeah. Honestly, ladies, that's not a bad gift idea either. Or, <laughs> right, there you go. 
It goes both ways. Yes. That's, that's the gift that keeps on giving. There you go. You can actually make a circle out of that one if you're, <laughs> if you're creative-minded here. So if you think of the numeric possibilities, there's one that kind of over... Yeah, okay. I think I've run that joke. Yep, it's, yep. it's old. Yep. Um, Moving on. Uh, no, I actually got irritated with my wife yesterday because we, we got, after shopping all, all day, got back into the truck and she said, well, I still don't know what I'm going to get such and such and such and such. And, and I just, I turned to her and I said, this is why I hate Christmas. What? Because we go shopping for someone, we ask them what they would like to have. They either already buy it themselves or they don't buy it because they don't want it. Or they don't actually want anything. And then we ask what they want. They say, don't get me anything. So then we have to go guess and try to get something they might use once. But usually they don't want it at all. And they're not going to return it because you might go to their house and they you they think you want to see it there. Which I don't care. Uh, so you got all that. And if you're not doing that and you give cash to someone, well, you either give $20 to somebody and you're going to get 20 back. So you should have just kept your goddamn money <laughs> or you're going to give $20 to somebody and they're going to give you $30 and then you're going to feel like garbage. So I just, I hate Christmas. I hate it. And then I made the mistake of saying next year, we're just not going to do Christmas. We'll get something for each other, but nobody else. <laughs> That was the wrong answer. That we're not going to get into that. Yeah. What about this one? What about regifting? You ever regifted? The shit that I get from people is so bad. I don't even <laughs> think someone else would want it. Uh, a lot of the shit I've given you is hanging on the walls in the studio. It's because I like you know me. <laughs> hey Dylan, what you, you like golf? Hey, there's golf sign. Hey, there's comic book. Hey, there's Dallas. Hey, there's beer. Hey, there's beer. Hey, there's beer. <laughs> There's a lot of beer. Yeah. Hey, there's video games. It's there's hard golf. to tilt the scale there yeah. for a second. So, um, comics, golf, uh, yeah, it doesn't matter. William <laughs> understands. It doesn't matter if I always get golf stuff. I always like golf stuff. I just stuff. look for new golf stuff. Yeah. Golf stuff, video games, comic I'm so easy. One of these one of these days, I'm going to run out of like shit like that, and I'm just going to look for a different color in the same thing. <laughs> like, yeah, but this one's blue. It's a different version. It's probably <laughs> worth the same amount, and it's completely different. So it's okay. I, I've never re-gifted. It's like, I've, I've thought about it, though. I, the only thing is I would have to make sure that who I'm re-gifting it to does not know who gave me the gift. Oh, no, no. I not have... like doesn't know who gave it to me. i got to make sure they don't know the person. I have no shame. If I get something I don't like it, that some bitch is going back to the store. Never... I have I have returned stuff to stores that it didn't originally come from. I, I have taken stuff to Kmart that had Walmart tags <laughs> still on it and convinced them to take it back. Oh, I I've never I don't think I've ever returned anything. Really? Like if, a, a gift anyway. I, I think if I've gotten a gift, even if I don't want to use it, I just put it into this weird storage limbo until it doesn't <laughs> exist anymore. You keep it till it biodegrades. <laughs> Pretty much, yes. God, I'm going to give you styrofoam one year. <laughs> I promise I'll keep it. <laughs> Thank you. Yes. 40 years from now, if you want to see that styrofoam, it's still there somewhere. Be a Nike Sasquatch-shaped piece of styrofoam. <laughs> Be there forever. <laughs> That's a relic, considering they're not making golf stuff anymore. But oh, yeah, sad. Um, <laughs> we've talked about that for a while. Let's move on to another topic. Sure. Um, what is your policy for tipping at a restaurant? Oh, I, I, I've, I've made some uh, coworkers of mine who used to waitress or still waitress. I made them kind of mad with this one, mm-hmm. and uh, maybe, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I am, but it's just the policy I've always had. I judge the performance of my waiter slash waitress as to how well I tip at the end. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, I, mean, I think that's what you're supposed to do. Yeah. Uh, I know a lot of people are like, oh, it's supposed to be a flat rate. It's supposed to be 15, period. It's mm-hmm. 15%. No. If they do a good job, it's more than that. Um, there have been some times I've gone to eat, I've uh, gone out to an establishment, and uh, I, I mean, I'm, I'm not a dick about it. It's not like as soon as I can... You know the the ice touches the bottom of the glass. I need a refill, mm-hmm. but if you know I'm kind of sitting there chewing on sawdust, and it's been 32 minutes since yeah. the last time you at least asked me. <clears throat> that's the thing. But there've been times I've been out there where the, like the glass is empty. <clears throat> I, I really really would have liked some ketchup, and my waitress has apparently gone into that same room doctors go into when they leave, <laughs> and they just <clears throat> it's this floating ether where everybody moves in slow mo. 
<laughs> you know, yeah, I I have given a penny tip before. I've done that. I I think that's more insulting than no tip. Yeah. I've done that. Just so they'll have to claim it at the end of the night. Mm-hmm. That's that's funny. However, there there's one. Um, it still sticks out in my memory. And we were, uh, my wife and I were out to eat one evening. Uh, ironically, we'd been shopping. Let's tie it together. We'd uh, been out <laughs> shopping. We decided to stop and eat. And uh, the waitress at our table, uh, not not just like outstanding performance towards us. I mean, she wasn't just always there with a refill or always there to ask we're okay. Did a decent job, but I'm guessing she had the entire section of where we were sitting. And throughout the course of the meal, I watched this young lady bust her ass amongst these tables. No table got just amazing service, but it was equal and it was Mm -hmm. spread out across the entire side of the dining room. Man, I gave her a tip almost equal what our meal was. Yeah, yeah. Because, man, I watched her just kill it. And I'm Mm -hmm. like, you know what? Good job on you. I, I have done that. I, I have, Whenever it gets to the tipping part of the evening, I always say, well, you don't look busy. You haven't been on the floor. Or I say, well, you were busy and you, you didn't give great service, but you had a lot going on. So you had no help, etc. Um, I have also given notes to people because I, 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 this is my thing about tipping. I hate giving a bad tip. I always give 25%. Always. Unless it's bad service. It, my minimum is 25%. And I hate leaving a bad tip, but when I have to, I want them to know I'm not just a <laughs> shitty tipper, that that's just not me, that maybe they did okay, they're just a dick. I want them to know <laughs> where in the evening they screwed up. And I've only done it twice. And, and the first time it happened, I went to uh, Buffalo Wild Wings and... We didn't get an appetizer. We ordered an appetizer. We got our food. No, Still no drinks. Got our food, and we're like, we had an appetizer. Well, she just doesn't know what to do. She goes back and figures it out, and she's like, oh, yeah, well, such and such forgot to do it. No, you forgot to say, hey, they had an appetizer. So we didn't get the appetizer until dessert time. And in the meantime, we were like, hey, can we get our drinks? We eventually get our drinks. We got no refills. After she realized we were starting to get a little bit irritated, she stopped coming. So I had to leave a note saying, look, I was not initially going to give you a bad tip, but you gave up. You realized, hey, I'm probably not going to give a tip or get a tip, so I'm just going to stop trying at that table. Don't do that. Continue. Try to get a tip. You can shit in my food, and if you make up for it eventually, (laughs) it's going to be hard to make up for. But if you can make up for it, you can still get your tip. Um, but I actually came up with that topic because uh, we went to Red Lobster yesterday. Ooh. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah, I got paid Friday. Big spender. Uh, went to Red Lobster, and the uh, we, we, we got seated. There was nobody to seat us. We waited for, for that. We got seated, and four waitresses walked by. We sat there for 30 minutes. No one even asked if we wanted a drink or if we wanted to be shown the door or if they could set us on fire. <laughs> Nobody talked to us. <laughs> so then my wife said, do you just want to go? And I said, yeah, I do. And I slam, I slammed my menu shut because I wanted everybody to know we were mad because that's kind of the person that I am. <laughs> and we started to leave and she walks toward the door and I stop and she says, what are you doing? I said, I want them to know why we're leaving. <laughs> And there was still nobody up there. There was a line of people trying to get seated. There was no hostess. So eventually we just had to leave. But that's that's what made me bring that topic up. I, I, I'm pretty sure I heard about that in the news. I think that's the Red Lobster that got robbed. And they had to untie <laughs> everybody from the back. Well, you know what? <laughs> Karma's a bitch. Oh, threw a stick in that wheel, well, didn't I? Yeah. I it could have got a lot... There, lot they were wheeping waitresses with duct tape over their no, mouths in no, a cooler. No, I was going to say maybe they goddamn deserved it, but I wasn't going to go that... <laughs> I wasn't going to go that hard, but they, they were there were chilly tears being cried over duct tape in a cooler somewhere, and you're out there slamming menus shut. I'm okay with that. Either that, or you know, that they were given they a hummer sure, in the kitchen. They damn sure they probably yeah. They damn sure did not get a lot in tip cash when they were being robbed. <laughs> so yeah, that's uh, all I got to say about that. Uh, I actually I remember there was one night uh, we were out. And uh, we did that just god awful service at uh, an Applebee's. 
Yeah, I hate Applebee's. Somebody's doing well for themselves. But, uh, yeah, it's it's in your neighborhood. You've heard of it. I hate Applebee's. But, uh, yeah, we were at Applebee's, and that was the night, like, the appetizers arrived after the burgers. Yeah. And uh, the waitress just like, well, I'm not going to tip from them, and mm-hmm. then proceeded to flirt with the guy two tables down. Mm-hmm. Like, I'll just make up, I'll make up my tip by shaking my, my sweater puppies at this <laughs> one. I hate Applebee's in general because I can go to Applebee's and order a bowl of grapes and a glass of water and it will cost me $50. <laughs> it does not matter what I order. It's always 50 freaking dollars. <laughs> you go freaking on this one at this point. I'm so angry I have come full circle <laughs> okay. and not even dropping the F-bomb. <laughs> we're, we're almost 45 minutes in and now the freak comes out. <laughs> freaking dollars. <laughs> uh, so yeah, I don't like Applebee's either. <laughs> <laughs> I was, uh, I I enjoy I I enjoy. We like, actually went to Applebee's Friday night. I I enjoy dive places. Does that mean we wear like I will hit a Huddle House before I'll hit like an Old Charlie's? I don't like Huddle House, not because I don't like the food, but because it's all about the same. I like dive places, as in mom and pop places. Food that you know is greasy and good and has, like, very, like, so far off the radar, the government don't even inspect them. That's the kind of food I like. <laughs> they had to print what a U.S., what a food inspector's yeah. sheet looked like so they could tape it up. <laughs> it's, and, and, and it's just a printout of a picture taken on a phone from another phone. Yes. And not only that, but you can actually see the framing of the door <laughs> that the, of the picture that was taken there. But no, I, I, I do. I, I have some love of the the Greasy Spoon, mm-hmm. like almost truck stop-esque places. Uh, that may have to relate back to all my uh, evenings out bar hopping till 3 a.m. And <laughs> nothing's better than a triple greasy cheeseburger with some uh, cheese sticks to sell, settle that belly full of liquor at 3.30 yeah. in the morning. Which I think is why Taco Bell's open all night. It's got to be. Yep. Are they all night now or just open uh, till? Uh, most of them are like all night now. Really? Yeah, as uh, a lot of our locals are, but that's the thing. It's, it's such it, a good thing. Let's I'm face not it. Nobody, nobody after 2 a.m. in a Taco Bell uh, drive thru is sober. <laughs> that's They should just block off the exit. Can you imagine their... if Taco Bell was open after we got our licenses in high school? <laughs> And we, we we weren't tied down to, peop, to to wives and kids and shit like that. Where we would be? Where are you at? I'm at Taco Bell. Yes. It's three o'clock in the morning. I had a chalupa craving. <laughs> no, I think they should just block off the exit to the Taco Bell parking lot after two a.m. And if you get there, you're safe. You can't <laughs> you can't get a DUI. You just got to go to a parking spot and sleep there. But you get your uh, that's, get, that's you, the green get your zone. nachos. Then you go and you settle in your parking spot till the morning. <laughs> That's the green zone. Yes. <laughs> like, I can't get me. I'm a Taco Bell drive-thru. This is the sanctuary. <laughs> uh, that That's just how I feel about that. I like it. Yes. Well, with the way they're passing bills now, you could probably come up with a great bill to be passed and then handwrite it on the side say, and I it just would be a that somewhere yeah. like page 40. Nobody's reading that far. Um, speaking of which, talking about corrupt government, we got... Uh, Michael Flynn pleaded, oh, pleaded guilty. Yes, that's. Um, I don't have a whole lot to say about that other than all this time. Every time Trump said he didn't do it or this was fake news, this whole time, this whole time, does that not prove to you that he's full of shit? This whole time, and then oh 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 oh, my bad, he is guilty. No, and then admitted that he knew. Uh. No, because I don't. I don't see how Michael Flynn is connected to uh, the Trump campaign or office. He was just a lowly intern. Uh, just started he, here, had no uh, responsibility. Yeah, I, I, he drove a car, didn't he? Is that what he did? He was a bike. Yeah, he, he, uh, he was an Uber driver. Yeah, they all. He, they, he was. They, uh, he was a bike messenger. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, he played no role. No. And that was before he played no role. Before they met, I him. wondered weird things about him when I saw him wearing one of those Russian mafia <laughs> windbreaker suits. But other than that, <laughs> gold, like, like gold chain, gold the chest chains, hair. and maroon, and, and like half zip with the chest hair afro out. <laughs> <laughs> oh, stereotypes again. <laughs> oh. I think it's great because there's like a defense is like, oh, you stereotypes it's just for a reason. Yeah, you're a dickhead. That's the reason. <laughs> but hey, there it is. I mean, it's hard to stereotype something if it is true. It's, it's not a stereotype if it's true. 
And I've seen it in movies, so it has to be true. <laughs> yes, they can't put it on uh, TV if it's not true. <laughs> I've pretty much taken up the mantra that if it's on fake news, uh, Fox News, it's fake news. If it's on any other station, even Cartoon Network, it's true. <laughs> yes. I, I, that sounds like a good life philosophy. That's a blueprint <laughs> for making it, I think. Um, we're going to turn the page and we're going to talk about our serious topic of the day. Uh, we're going to talk about something that's actually been on the board for a while, but we haven't gotten to it, so uh, we figured we'll do it right now. Uh, marijuana legalization for, against, why, why not? I'm, I'm not starting this one. You go ahead and go, because I've heard me and my soapbox. You, you, you start <laughs> well, this one. Well, we've got ten minutes for your, your soapbox. Th- that's so. why it's better if you start. Um, the less time I have, the better. If uh, not, this is the happy until, like... 2 a.m. hour. <laughs> so, Taco Bell a little bit later? Yes. Sweet. This is, the, this is now the happy hours at Taco Bell with the three guys. All they got to do is block off the exit so we can't get back out. Well, I mean, honestly, if anybody's listening to us, they have heard enough of our opinions to realize the kind of people we are, so they already know we're both going to be for it. Um, I, I'm for it because I, uh, there has, I think there's been one now, one documented death, from marijuana, and it was a child that ate something with huge amounts of THC in it. And I believe this like newborn child uh, is the only documented case of a person dying from marijuana. So, yeah, I mean, it's safer than cigarettes. Cigarettes are legal. I, as much as I drink, I say it's safer than, than alcohol. Um and full disclosure, I've never smoked weed in my life. Never have. And I'm still for it. Um, I think research has shown that it has good places in the medical field. Um, I think the only reason it's not legal at this point is because it's almost naturally occurring. If you plant it outside, it's going to grow like hops that I do grow. And um, it's, it's fairly easy to maintain, and I don't think it can be taxed. As, as efficiently as something like alcohol, which is fairly hard to get into. And, and I mean, cocaine's legal for clinics. Uh, for, for Not for clinic clinics, but, I mean, in, in medical purpose, cocaine is legal. What? Huh? Yeah. What? Not like for, not like, like, medical prescription, like weed legal. But in, in there are medical applications for cocaine. Um in, in in medical research and whatnot, cocaine is is used in medical purposes. Weed's not. Um, so yeah, I mean, I'm I'm for it. I don't see any reason why we can't. Um, places like Colorado and California are starting to make huge amounts of money in tax revenue um, from from both sides of the fence. I don't know why, other than maybe Jesus, that that somebody would would have an issue with it. Uh- yeah, I, I, that's first I've heard about uh, the cocaine bit, but uh, just stepping aside to that one. No, I. Not only do I support legalization, I, I'm militant about it as <laughs> to the fact that, and yes, I will say this: the public has been intentionally lied to and misdirected about cannabis. In fact, uh, John Ehrlichman or. Erlichman, Erlichman, uh, an actual aide to President Richard Nixon, who wound up spending 18 months in prison for his uh, role in the Watergate, came out and admitted they intentionally lied to the public about marijuana and its effects to further the narrative to create the war on drugs. Uh-huh. Openly admitted, yes, we created all of this. They padded all the numbers of research. They intentionally made it seem worse than it was. In, just in the last 15 years, they've been starting to open up new and more transparent research about it. They're knocking down every one of these barriers. The big thing is, oh, it's a gateway drug to harder drugs. Turns out that is absolutely I, I rem- not true. I remember that, that excuse yes. whenever we had the D.A.R.E. program it, in it, high school. If you Before t- you get to Chapter 2, I want to get into the medical usage uh, of cocaine. Okay. Um, cocaine is used by the healthcare professionals to temporarily numb the lining of the mouth, nose, and throat before certain medical procedures. E- examples of biopsy, stitches, wound cleaning. It's an anesthetic that works quickly to numb the area in about one to two minutes after after application, cocaine also use, causes blood vessels to narrow, and uh, an effect that can decrease bleeding and swelling from the procedures. So, 
Uh, I mean, it is it is legal for use in some medical applications. I, I learned something today. There you go. I, I know it numbs your teeth. <laughs> okay. I've, I've, I've read. I've I read. I saw the movies. So, it, yeah. it numbs your teeth. Yeah, it's got to be true. It's like the. Uh, it's like the uh, the the Russian mafia, yes, the, the fake, yes. the jumpsuits. That's all fake. Yeah, it, it, I mean, it doesn't actually do that. If anybody has seen uh, Bobcat Goldwaith in the movie <laughs> Below, you know it numbs your teeth. You the, can't feel uh, your face. Talking about Dare, we're, we're jumping all over the place yes. for this because ADHD. Uh, speaking of which, <laughs> that's what the weeds causes you you. You, you. you can get methamphetamine for your ADHD. Yeah, actually. Uh, yeah. So uh, anyway, yeah, Ritalin is a and uh, is a amphetamine. Amphetamine. Mm-hmm. Um, someone that I know was recently offered in order to counter a different medication, pure methamphetamine. It had a different pharmaceutical name. But amphetamine? It, it, no, it was methamphetamine. Hmm. Yes, uh, to counter the drowsiness of a medication. Um, but but going back to the D.A.R.E. program, hmm. I remember one of the things, and I've, I've never never tried weed, never tried cocaine. Uh, I'm, I'm a beer drinker. Um, the... The thing that that they tried to tell us in the Dare program, which doesn't work, it worked on me because I'm on a, actually I do have a reason why it worked on me. We're not going to get into all that, um, but the, the Dare program has been proven not to work. It's not uh, it's not effective. Um, but one of the things that that I remember the officer saying is that cocaine. Uh, like if you try pot, it lights up one of the pleasure centers in the brain. Mm-hmm. If you do uh, such and such, it's another pleasure center. Cocaine does them all. You're really going to tell somebody that, trying to get them not to do cocaine? Oh, like, yeah, it does. Like 13 I mean, pleasure centers of the brain. Uh, I've read it does. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I had some pretty cool teenage years. That's all I'm going to oh, say. Oh, yeah? Yes. Don't, don't remember some of it, but I had, I had some pretty cool summers as a teen. But, uh, no, like I said, uh, closing this big... Circle back around. Now, like I said, in Dare, uh, that was one of the big things. Is if you if you try the marijuana once, as little as one joint, within a month, you're sucking dick for heroin. <laughs> uh, no, as like I said, uh, there's there's credible research out there that shows that is absolutely not true. That as a gateway drug, is dependent upon an addictive personality. That if it wasn't weed, it was going to be something else. Mm-hmm. <laughs> as uh, <clears throat> the same type of people who wind up addicted to gambling or addicted to porn. It's a personality type that craves the sensation that there's nothing about THC or cannabis in particular that causes that. Mm-hmm. That being said, the same research showed the addiction rates for marijuana are the same, if not less than horse racing. Mm-hmm. It, it, you know, you know, take a one little bongy hit there, and the next <laughs> thing you know, you can't get out of your house because of the reefer. It's can't, not true. Can't, can't inject one marijuana. You can't inject that. that first marijuana's. <laughs> Talking about uh, methamphetamine, uh, just I mean, I, and I think kind of what we're doing, we're trying to compare with cocaine yes. things that are are. And, and you did not know about methamphetamine. I'm gonna blow your mind with another fact oh. about methamphetamine and legal use. It is prescribed for people with various conditions, ADHD being one of them. But methamphetamine, the chemical methamphetamine, is its own brand called Desoxin. It's a it's a pill that you can buy and is legit wow. methamphetamine. Um, so I mean, yeah, <laughs> you can buy meth. You can't. Well, you, I guess you can. But uh, you can be prescribed methamphetamine. You can't be prescribed cocaine, but it's used in the medical field. Uh, Marijuana is not. And 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 um, I mean, there's so many reasons too. Uh, it it helps uh, chemo patients. It uh, helps people that that are. I mean, it helps depression uh, patients. Um, people with depression. It helps. I mean, it helps so many things. It does have side effects. Smoking anything can give you lung cancer and other various forms of cancer. But it, there's other ways to ingest marijuana than smoking it um so i mean there are some medical uses whether they're they're officially recognized or not uh, there are medical uses for marijuana and 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 we have seen by what i've said today disoxin and and cocaine and and some other stuff that's pretty shady there are medical uses for those things as well and if if you can defend the use of meth clinically but you can't defend the use of pot 
I'm gonna say is uh, Adderall and Ritalin are straight up amphetamines. They're amphetamines. Yes. They're not methamphetamine. Like desoxin. Desoxin is methamphetamine. Well, I mean, just D E S oxin. Well, I mean the same thing. You, you can go the, to Google euphor- and look it up. Yeah, the euphoric speedy sense that you mm-hmm. get from. Uh, actually, I mean, they have the same effect. Yes, I know yeah. people who uh, actually ha- uh, either themselves or know somebody who have abused uh, their kids or their brother's Ritalin prescription because of that speedy nature. Yeah. But, uh, I mean, that's just a, that's all something you can go in and get. And like you hit on is literally you do nothing to cannabis. Yeah. You plant it and wait. Yeah. That's it. Yeah, you, and, you don't have and, to chemically cocaine, alter it. Yeah. Good God, the stuff you've got to do to cocaine. Yeah, it's it, a, to... That's a chemical Frankenstein. Right? Yeah. Uh, I mean, even something like uh, the, the opiate problem we have in this country. You have to refine the poppy yeah. uh, excretions. You have to do it. Literally, cannabis takes... Time, sunlight, mm-hmm. and water. Yeah. Those are the big components to making it. I mean, I'm what like, I would like to do is, is get someone who's, who's uh, is fairly religious that is against it, and I would like to ask them, it's, it's 100% from God. It was put here by God. Why are you so against it? And if anybody out there wants to tweet us an answer to that, completely respectable. Uh, we will not talk down on yeah. you we will not make you look like an idiot we're not we're not out we're, we're this is about legit information and um if anybody has anything to say about that we're we're all ears we'd love to hear from you on twitter about this or anything else we've talked about today but no that's uh i i literally could make an entire hour out of this one but no i i completely support legalization regulation and taxation mm-hmm. of it. Uh, I think it's worked so well for the states who have tried it. Right. Colorado, of course, that's kind of the poster child for it, wound up with enough of a budget surplus, thanks to the increased tax revenue, that they're creating new programs to put the money into. They created a homelessness alleviation program to deal with the extra money. Mm-hmm. Uh and another great one, a case study on has found that violent crimes have decreased. Mm-hmm. Productivity has increased. Traffic violations have decreased. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it's like I said, in light of the new evidence, I can understand an older generation who came out of the intentional misinformation being wary of it and suspicious of it. But with mine is not a, a religious or... Uh, philosophical background mine is just hard evidence and the evidence against it is constantly being knocked down as intentional falsehoods and i think I mean, the the only issue that i have with it in a, as a whole is with alcohol and and people still drive intoxicated and they do that with cocaine and heroin you, you get these stories now of, of mothers and fathers passing out behind the wheel with their kids in the back seat from from a heroin yeah. overdose um, you can. You're still going. There are still going to people that be people that abuse it. Yes. But if they are going to at least regulate it, and my only issue with it is that perhaps you you can you can you can. There are ways to tell if someone is intoxicated. Yes. There's no way for a breathalyzer to pick up no. how much THC you've got in your system. No. That's the only thing I have that that would stop it. But at the same time, you're still going to do it. Yeah. yeah, I mean, it, it. People are still doing it. If you want weed bad enough, you're going to get weed. Yeah, and that's, that's all I, I got to say. Everybody knows the neighborhood. If there's a dude hanging out after 11 p.m., he'll say something. Right. But I mean, that's, that's just is. Uh, there, there are there are a couple tests that are rather accurate. However, a lot of them are blood tests. Uh, I mean, that's just the whole thing. I mean, if an officer pulls you over, would you be wanting to submit to like a little finger prick, like the the blood sugar test I'm like officer I will be happy to submit to that but you will have to understand that I need to lay down in order to do so because if I don't you will have to call an ambulance because I'll bust my head on this concrete but I mean I mean this is I would like to see uh, you know better testing because a lot like you know drinking and driving I don't want to see anybody get high and get behind the wheel but uh, there's people like me who if it were legalized in my state I don't want to get behind the wheel once I'm high and go somewhere um, you know I don't want the pot around my son. I don't want you know the smoke getting to him. But as a rational and legalized, for some weird reason, sane adult in this country, if I care to take a stroll out in my back lawn, enjoy a little bit of cannabis, sit down and get way too into Lord of the Rings for a little <laughs> while, I don't want to go anywhere. I don't want to do anything. And that's one of the big things. Is I I 
I experimented a lot, lot with pot as a teenager. And there's, you know, like the old reefer madness. They got high yeah. and hacked up. You know what I did? I got way too into the Battle of Minas Tirith in Return of the Yeah, King. but you don't remember when you went out and you shot that guy in the yeah. neck. Dude, I could barely get off my chair, let alone <laughs> just go load a gun. I, all I wanted to do was eat nuggets and watch Return of the King. Folks, it's last call. Oh! We got a bartender telling us we got to drink our last beer and we got to get out of here. All right. Well, for last call, actually, I have a pretty good uh, question that was brought up to me from one of our fans. And this one I think you are going to be best for. I did my best to answer and I want to throw it out here on Happy Hour. So if anybody else has been wondering this, you can cover it better in depth. But she came and she asked for recommendations, ironically, for a Christmas gift. For someone who's looking into getting into brewing their own beer, they're a beer enthusiast. They they kind of want to uh, get into it. They have no equipment right now. They've never done it. But they, she asked me, what would you recommend for that person as sort of their their first steps into it? What did you tell them? I I told them I th- uh, that if it was just something that's a curiosity, if it's a uh, if it's I want to know if I'm into this, to go with a beer making kit. Now, it's going to limit your control and your options, but it's a it's a sort of a, a good baby step into it. You get the basic steps of it down and the order it goes into. Uh, they send you all the ingredients. They get Most of them give you a fermentation vessel. You get it depends extract. on the kit, though. Yeah. Um, I, I didn't really want to plug a name because nobody's sponsoring us yet, but I guess we're going to go for well, this For what one. I'm going to say, you've got to. Okay. Well, <laughs> I, I went with the Mr. Beer. Okay. Just because they have a lot of varieties on their way. See, now this, Mr. Beer owes us like... 45 cents for this one but they you're being very generous yes yes 45 cents for all three and a quarter listeners <laughs> but mr beer they uh you can go on their website and they have uh they actually have a pretty decent list of recipes mm-hmm. now they do they send you the extract they send you uh your own little fermentation bucket mm-hmm. and like i said i think it's just a good this uh this is a very big overview of it if you enjoy that then you can start getting to the more detail and you know integrated process to it but just as somebody who is i really like beer i'd like to see what it's like to make my own i mean mm-hmm. you could do it in your kitchen in uh what about 45 minutes with a mr beer because you uh, already mr. have the extra mr beer could be done in 30 minutes yeah yeah as like i said you could never have done it before they the step-by-step instructions will mm-hmm. lead you through it and then you can say well that's way too much work i don't want to or that was kind of fun now, how do I take the next right. step? So that was my recommendation. I'd I mean, like it's, to hear it's, yours. It's, it's a good recommendation. Uh, first of all, I want to say thank you for spreading homebrew. Uh, I want everybody to homebrew. I, I think it'd be great if everybody did. Uh, it, homebrew is great. It's fun. It's it's you're you're a mad scientist and a baker all at the same time. And and I tell people that ask me about it that it, it's it's almost for me more of seeing what I can create than it is about actually drinking the beer that I end up creating. Uh, I've got stuff that that I depend on other people to drink because I I can't drink it. I just I want to make a new beer and see how good I am at it. It's a little bit of arrogance. It's a little bit of experimentation. Um, trying to wrap up last call because he's really pissed off. Um, Mister Beer is a good place to start, and the only thing that I have against it is it kind of limits what they're going to experience because. You get to experience the process, but not really. It's kind of like an asterisk. You 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 see that you have to have a sugary fluid that you add yeast to, and you end up with with an alcohol liquid. But um, it, it it's kind of a double edged sword because it's not really an accurate representation of everything that goes into it. So you could brew one batch or two batches on a Mister Beer kit. And, and say, man, this is great. I'm going to go to the next step. And then you get the stuff for the next step and you realize, holy shit. It's almost like there's not a, a middle ground. You're, you're either brewing or you're not. And it, 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 it's kind of hard to get a good feel for the process from Mr. Beer. Um, I, I think it was a good I think you told him a good answer. I think that's where they should start. But I, I, I just kind of wish there was a middle ground that people could easily get into um, to to be able to see that. And I, you can go from Mr. Beer to, to your, your buckets and coolers and, and, um, your, uh, you can do a one gallon batch extract batch. I mean, and, and they make it pretty easy. You can get actually, you can get pre hopped extracts, so you don't have to add hops. There's no, you just, you throw everything in there. Um, and, and you can get those in gallon batches that are pretty easy to maintain. You can do it with pots and pans on your stove. Um, but I mean, I want anybody to brew. So whatever step you got to do to, to, to get, to that level, that's great. 
And if you want to make Mr. Beer for the rest of your life, that's fine. Uh, because there's it's huge, it's popular, and there's a ton of kits out there to get. And once you get it, you can start. So what you're saying is that a homebrew kit is a gateway into yeah. having your garage packed with fermentation vessels and milling equipment. Good God Almighty, <laughs> yes, that's exactly what I'm saying. As I sit here and I look at one, two, three, four buckets, uh, and a meal, um, a kettle that I don't use anymore that cost a hundred and something bucks, a 20 gallon horse drowner over there that I do use, propane burners, I dedicated in my in my brew room for beer and only beer, I have got three vessels that cool. I have got a freezer, a, a chest freezer, a uh, refrigerator, and then another cooler that I use for fermenta- fermentating. Fermentating. I, I, fer- I fermentate <laughs> at, <laughs> at a certain temperature. Uh, fermentation, uh, temperature control the fermentation chamber so that I can keep my beer at a certain level. Hmm. Um, but you don't have to go that big. You get Mr. Beer, and, and the good thing about Mr. Beer is you can control the temperature by throwing some ice on it or towel, wet towel. Um, but, I mean, no, I mean, once you get it, you're if you get the bug, yeah. you're you're going up. And <laughs> I mean, I hate to think about how much I've spent on it, but you there are people out there that spend multiple thousands of dollars on their, their setups. And uh, as, uh, yeah, just... I guess my answer is go brew. Yeah. Whatever you got to do to brew, just brew. Uh, the only other one we got, I'm pretty sure, was not uh, a serious question for us. I'm pretty sure <laughs> pretty sure this person was just trying to be a dick. But you know what? You asked it, so we're going to answer this one anyway. And that was, how much wood would a woodchuck chuck if a woodchuck could chuck wood? Four beers worth. Uh, seven. The answer is seven. Seven beers worth. Seven. <laughs> so, yeah, there you go. Asked it. We answered. How you feel? Seven. But again, if you have any other questions you want to ask us, any notes on the show, any comments you want to throw in, please reach out to us any of our social media avenues, whether it be on Facebook, it be on Twitter, Instagram. Like us on Facebook, Three Guys Beer Reviews. Follow us on Instagram and Twitter, at Three Guys Beer. Keep uh, the podcast reviews and ratings coming. Thank you for all the pleasant and fantastic words you've given us on iTunes. Thank you guys so much for joining us for a sixth episode of this one. Woo! And we'll see you hopefully next week. That's all for happy hour. Happy hour's over. That's not something I wanted to see. <laughs> <laughs>